We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. You're listening to B. Mitch and Finley on the heels of an overtime Super Bowl that had... Just wild swings in that game. Good morning, Brian. How you doing? What up, brother? It lived up to the hype. For sure. Yeah. Um, how was your super? You ended up at MGM. Good time? Yeah. Had a where, good time over there. Where were you? Uh, we were in the theater, actually. Not the sports bar theater no, the, or like the big joint? The big one. Where wow. they do the shows at. Wow. Just, you know? so, then they had, so they had it up on the big screen? They had it on the big screen. They had like people... Downstairs, and then they had like their high rollers in the suites and stuff. Oh, dope! And there were bars and food everywhere. I bet, I yeah. bet. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a cool experience. Yes, indeed, it was. I was over. Um, friends of ours, the Zorks and the Stipasevics invited us over, mm-hmm. and they had a hell of a spread. And landfill, major news. My man, uh, Johnny Stip, ordered. What must have been 300 banchan wings. And and the whole party put a dent in them. And then I explained, hey, I work at a radio st- radio station, and these will get eaten tomorrow. And they said, take them. So, Landfill, we got a whole bunch of wings. And then the Zorks who hosted made this outrageous, like, I don't know how to describe it. but they're, they Imagine, like, cheeseburger sliders, but they're kind of, like, chopped up ground beef instead of, like, patties. Uh-huh. They're awesome, and I got five or six of those, too. So we're going to eat well today. Um, A lot, I think, a lot to discuss from yesterday's game. But perhaps my biggest takeaway, especially, you know, not quite 24 hours later, but sleeping on it, thinking about it overnight, Mm -hmm. I want to get to a spot where it's what can us as people that care about the commanders learn from that game and the, the team construction and the roster construction and all that stuff. But just reacting to that game, the Niners played pretty well. Yeah. The Niners are a good team. They showed up. It wasn't like they cowered or, or weren't ready. I thought Purdy, everybody's like, oh, can a seventh round, you know, second year player stand up to this, to the, these lights. Hell yeah, he could. And he did. Um, they just made mistakes. I think they made mistakes mentally, coaching, and then players on the field. Mm-hmm. And you can't make mistakes against You can't get Mahomes. bad a chance. I mean, no. you saw in that game they were playing bad, but they were still right there. And the fact that they were right there, I started saying to the people around me that they score a point and get close. If they score a touchdown and they're right there – and close, they're going to win this football game. 
And you can see what Pat Mahomes does as I look at him up here running. Pat is the type of guy where he'll go through the game plan all game. And he's not running, he's not running, he's not running. And then all of a sudden, you think your game plan is working because you're just dropping out and you're double teaming his best guy, Travis Kelsey. And then that dude starts to run the football on you. And then now you don't know what the hell to do. And then what you do now, you start being concerned about him and you open it up for him to just begin to pick you apart. But their play designs, the play that he threw the touchdown to Hartman and then earlier, the one when he ran and he slid, he had Kelsey leading out in front. The touchdown <laughs> to Hartman, the play design was yeah, just but, so brilliant. But it was very similar to the one where he came out. He could just dump it off to uh, Kelsey or throw it out to the flat. But he just ran up the field because everybody was running with them. Well, dude, before they kicked the field goal at the end of the fourth quarter to tie it up, I, I think we even texted about it. I th- or maybe I tweeted about it. The, I mean, you have nine seconds and you're at whatever that was, the seven or something. The the play call, everybody in the stadium knows what it is. The same touchdown they got against Baltimore, that back shoulder to Kelsey. Uh-huh. And then they ran it, but they ran it on the left side, which I think is a little more awkward for Kelsey to turn yeah. around. Play wasn't there, but you knew that was coming. Yeah. And well, um, well, which guy knew it was coming? <laughs> Linebacker knew it was coming. Right. I just <laughs> one thing that hasn't really been talked about, or maybe it has. I don't know. A lot of people are talking about a lot of things. It, it, Kelsey in the first half, one catch, one yard. He's trying to fist fight Andy Reid on the sideline. Greenlaw gets hurt, and I hate that man. Yeah. When you see him go down like that. Uh, just, he just went to run on the field. Well, and then why didn't he get in the back of the cart? Why was he sitting in shotgun? Uh, did you notice that? <laughs> it was incredibly bizarre. Some guys they got the mindset: I'm not going out laying back or whatever. I'm going out sitting up. I'm, I got to show some level of strength. I guess. And then he's a bad man anyway. Sure. Yeah. But I, I couldn't help but notice in the second half when Kelsey gets going. You know, when you have Warner and Greenlaw out there, it's probably the best linebacker comedy. Maybe the Ravens with with, uh, with, with Queen and uh, Queen and Smith, but whatever. Even who was the the backup that came in? I think was wearing forty eight. Played okay, but it's not Greenlaw and Warner. And then all of a sudden, Kelsey's able to get going. I, I, I what did think, they call his injury? Achilles. Yeah, but they called it something. How it happened or whatever. Just non contact. No, no, in the contact, it was like a little medical term. Oh, I don't know. When he went to take off, it's just something. I, but I forgot what it was, but like, it's strange. He's running around out there and nothing happens. He just stand on side and go to run in the field. Right. It was crazy. Man. Um, and you just feel bad. I mean, in the Super yeah. Bowl, the guy's probably worked his whole life for that. But I just, if I had to boil it down to three things, I'm curious if you agree with me. You know, the Niners have a lead in this. Yeah. I mean, they're up 10 nothing in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. They were up in the fourth quarter. They were up twice. They were up 16-13 and then 19-16. Niners had every opportunity in this thing. I, 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 You can't not mention the blocked extra point that would have made it 17-13 and change. Listen, if you want to argue Mahomes is inevitable and that he would have scored a touchdown if he had to score a touchdown, that may be true. But having that extra point blocked, was such a momentous part of that night. And I think the CBS crew did a really good job. They brought Feely out. He just kicked it too low. That's on the kicker. The hold was fine. The snap was fine. He put it low enough where it could be blocked. I can tell you this. 
the hole for Kansas City, it was up, and the dude was able to get that thing down, and then he went right past. You know, the guy actually tipped it a little bit, I think. Which one are you talking the about? The one. Uh, the uh, deep one KC hit? I think it touched the guy's hand. That was low, too, but it yeah. had to be because he was trying from 58. Yeah, but but also it, it, the snap the snap wasn't good. Right. That holder needs an award because he got that thing down quick as hell. Um, I think you miss an extra point that makes it a four-point game. Yeah. Which is such a huge difference from a three-point game. Mm-hmm. But if you go back just prior to that, the, the previous Niners special teams play, right? So the special teams play was you missed extra point. Go back to the last time the special teams unit was on the field. And some of this is just the universe. Some of this is just that it's an oblong, leather-shaped ball that bounces weird. But that ball hits the cover guy on the on the leg, and McLeod is smart enough to realize, okay, that's now a live ball. I got to try to get it. Mm-hmm. But dumb enough to not just fall on it. He tries to field it and make a play. Fumble. I mean, yeah. th- at that point, B, it's 10-6. to 6. And the Niners had just forced a punt. Yeah. So if if their defense could maybe, I'm sorry, if offensively maybe that was the Get time Kyle was finally going to run the ball. I don't know, but <laughs> it, it was it was just. I saw a, your, you, you tweeted about that too. I did running the football. Hey man, it was ridiculous. Eventually, he's been in all these Super Bowls and he doesn't win. Eventually, he's going to come down on how he manages the game. Well, I, I think arguably the biggest mistake is on him. <laughs> I do not understand. Taking the ball first in overtime. <laughs> Understanding that it's, you know, like uh, in, in the if, previous if, overtime rules, I get it. If all the players did not know what the rules were, he didn't know either. Because the players are, are normally told this by a coach. He didn't tell them. So probably he didn't know. I. He it, probably thought, we're going to get this ball, go down, score a touchdown, game, game over. over. Right. But I, it wouldn't have been over. They still get a chance. Like it's one thing, it's I bet a lot of fans didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I think a, I had a bunch of people texting me. I, I thought CBS did a good job of trying to remind folks as that was unfolding. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a two minute warning, and I didn't know why the Chiefs were running the clock down in uh, overtime. There, like I thought it was going to be over. Right, it's like a new game. It, it's yeah, basically a but, new but game. The, the Chiefs knew we we could kick a field goal and go to the next thing, or we gonna score a touchdown and keep moving. Because Dave Tobe, I think that's a special teams coach still there. Dave Tobe was with John Harbaugh. They will tell you everything at the beginning of the training camp, well, in the offseason, beginning of the training camp. They repeat it again somewhere midway through the season, and they're going to damn sure say it in the playoffs. But there are coaches who don't constantly do that. So at that point, they knew their kicker would knock, would knock it in. Or if we get the touchdown, this game's over. I, I I just I don't understand that. Um But that's the thing though. Some people get so caught up in X's and O's all the time to where they don't explain the rules of the game. Like I said when in golf, if you truly know the rules of golf, it's like you're cheating when you do certain things. Sure. You know, where you drop, how you can drop and things like that. Most people don't know. You remember the time Phil Mickelson was sitting on a court pad? Yeah. And he, he figured, okay, I can just hit it from the car pad. And he flop shot it, but everybody didn't know the rules of it. He, he knew what he could do. Now, Kyle 
in the postgame did talk about that decision and said it was something they had considered long and hard. I'll, I'll tell you what Kyle said. Mm-hmm. This is of the decision to take the ball in overtime. This is something we talked about with, you know, that not you know that none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We just wanted the ball third. If both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go in. We got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal, and if we did that, then we thought it was in our hands after that. So here's my only flaw with that logic. You know how a lot of people are worried about the commanders hired a defensive coach, mm-hmm. and if the offense is good, they might lose their offensive coach. Mm-hmm. That's an assumption. There's an if involved. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, there's no guarantee the offense is going to be good, and then you're going to lose the coach. Like, it, I, I hate that logic because you're assuming things. Yeah. Yeah. So Kyle wants the ball first, so he can have it third. Because he assumes his defense is just going to give up a score? <laughs> and he assumed if we get the field goal, then we we just felt we had to hold him to a field goal. Kyle Shanahan, I know that you play, you coach offense, <laughs> but have you ever watched that guy on the other side when he gets the ball late in the game or in game-winning situations? He rarely misses. So if you get three, he probably is going to get three too, but more than likely he'll go get, get seven. I just yeah, I for me it is all right, I get the ball first, I go and I kick a field goal. The other team knows exactly what they have to do. There you go. So any questionable fourth down decisions, you're going for it. If you if you have a play call in third mm-hmm. and six and you and you want to you want to work the right side because you feel like the the D tackle's worn out. Like you know you have two downs to make that. Mm-hmm. It just it, it changes the tenor, man. I I, I don't understand that decision. Um, I, you know, I, I guess. Then, it, it, let's think about it, though. We got the They get the ball. He is confident in himself, which I, I – listen, I give him a lot of credit. Dude can't call plays. Their offense can move the ball. But look at their defense. And maybe just maybe they got a little overconfident because early on – they were messing with Pat a little bit. But once Pat started running the football, they look lost to me. And I think he always saves a little something for you. I, I also he gets think, in a, a hell of a zone, though. I mean, I feel like throughout this playoff run, we've been saying it. <laughs> of all the people we've seen, of all the coordinators we've seen in this entire playoffs, if you want to say it's Ben Johnson, that's fine. Steve Spagnuolo's been the most impressive coordinator. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Chiefs' defense in the second half changed everything. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And and the Niners, as much as, dude, I mean, the Niners, if you look at their playlist to start the second half when they had a lead, so they force a fumble, force a three and out on Chiefs. Or Actually, I think... um, Mahomes actually threw the pick on their first possession of the second half. Yeah, he was trying to force that one. Sure. And then Purdy incomplete. They had a penalty. Purdy incomplete. Purdy kind of scrambled for four yards, punt. If you want to call that a run play, you can, but that ain't a run play. 
They get the ball again. Purdy incomplete, but for negative eight. Remember Juwan Jennings got blown up, and then he tried to run more? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they got a little something to McCaffrey, and then another incomplete pass. Three straight passes there. I, I don't know that in their first three possessions, their first three possessions of the second half, they ran the ball once, and they had a lead. Now, I'm not saying you take your foot off the gas or anything, mm-hmm. but, like, have some composure and, and understanding of the moment. Back to that Kyle. Kyle said that he and his analytics staff discussed it. Their players said it was not discussed with them. Andy Reid, we talked about it all year. We talked about it in training camp, about how the rules were different in regular season versus playoffs. Every week of the playoffs, we talk about overtime rules. One guy said he talked to his analytics staff and didn't tell his players, and the other guy is talking to his players all year. Experience and differences. Yeah, but dude, at some point, this is the Niners' second Super Bowl in four years. Yeah. Like, they've got Super Bowl experience. They shouldn't have been scared by the lights. They know what the week is like. You shouldn't be, but... But that is a different thing that Andy (laughs) has been to, what, five Super Bowls now? And he understood to talk about the difference. But that's what he was when I was in Philly. They always discuss... What's the possibilities are? Like, if you're standing next to the sideline and there's a kickoff, what should you do with the football? If you, if you think you can land it inbounds or not, straddle the line and catch it. It's a, it's a kick out of bounds. You get the ball up on the 40-45-yard line. Most guys, what do they do? They sit there, and the ball hits and stays inbounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you just, all you have to do, and if you were to go there and the ball is next to the sideline, step out of bounds and then touch the ball. John Harbaugh would talk about it all the time. You see, guys won't do it. They don't understand it. Dude, listen to this. Kyle Shanahan as a play caller in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So this is Atlanta and now two Super Bowls with the Niners. 0-3 record. Outscored 74-29 in the second half. Mm -hmm. Is that good? So they make adjustments and you keep trying to do what you've done. Because a lot of people have that ability, that mindset that, oh, my play is going to always work. They don't sometimes. We're going to open the phone lines up at 11 a.m., breaking down the Super Bowl all morning long. What, if anything, can the commanders learn from it? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't go anywhere. Watch out! Let's go around the room on Usher. 
I thought he was good. I, like I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Suburban white women across the country were fired up as hell when Luda came out. <laughs> I know that. I, I I speak from experience here. <laughs> so Laura started dancing? Dude, Laura was like, birthday suit. <laughs> um, I thought Usher was really good. Honestly, I thought. He is good, man. I think Rihanna's better, but I thought Usher had a better performance. We know you got a little thing for Rihanna. Though. Yeah, sure. I, correct. Um, <laughs> but I thought, and, and it's understandably in hindsight because she she was pregnant, right? Yeah. I thought Rihanna's performance was kind of low energy last year. Mm-hmm. I thought Usher was certainly high energy. High energy, brother. It's remarkable the amount of men that were on that stage that are like 5'7 or shorter. Um, well, when Alicia Keys stood up, I was like, yo, man, is uh, Usher that shot? Now, she was the big surprise, right? Because they were saying there's going to be some big surprise. And I think. I guess. I don't know. I'm going to lean on Jeff here because he's young and cares about music. Did we know Alicia Keys was going to come out? It was our, It was talk that she was going to come out, but nobody really knew for okay. sure who was coming out. Because my little one, Ainsley, her favorite song is Empire State of Mind. And she was so excited when she saw Alicia Keys. <laughs> um, Jeff, what'd you think of Usher? Hey, I love the performance, man. It was a lot of surprise. Like, like you said, the Alicia Keys surprise. He had Atlanta in the building. And then he had her play the guitar yeah, solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you ever heard of the artist Her? I was wondering who that was. I, I, I was not familiar with <laughs> nah, her. She could play, yeah. though. She yeah, I thought she, she was great. Play. Yeah, I thought, she's a very, very talented uh, entertainer, though. I still think. She pr- sings, she writes music, plays the uh, instruments. I still think Prince playing Purple Rain in the rain is the one seed of all of them. Um, But, dude, it's crazy. I was getting, like, my boys were texting me worst performance ever. I'm like, on what planet? Like, it's just good and fun. Like, not not everything has to be life-changing. Did you think it was good? Hell yeah. Um, I also think people sleep on the worst performance ever. It was The Who by a mile. Listen, bro, I'm like, they, they had The Who was on, so I walk in. I'm like, who the hell is this playing? Halftime, they like the who? And I start guessing people. They're like, no. <laughs> That's like a Abbott and Costello well, routine. We need to find out who invited them because <laughs> that wasn't good. That was not good. They were just old and past their prime. Yeah, but, but it, it wasn't good, man. It, it's like I was getting sleepy. But similar to that, with you guessing who was the who, when Jeff said her playing the guitar, I was like, yeah, she was good. <laughs> like, not, completely unaware that her name was her. Um, H. Period, E, period, R, period. I want to let the boys chime in. What stood out to you about last night's game? Niners making mistakes, Niners being almost good enough to knock it down, or just Andy, Pat, what the Chiefs do? So mine was the Chiefs making mistakes. Early that's, on. Yeah, that's yeah. what stood out to me. Uh, Pacheco fumbled the ball twice. Um, well, he didn't lose one of them. And then Mahomes throwing an interception, I was like, Dude, if y'all gonna win this game, y'all need to y'all need to cut this out. But I also um, I was talking to uh, one of B friends in a in a um, at the bar. I was saying, San Fran by them not scoring, I said you cannot outpossess the Chiefs and not put points on the there board and think you're going to win the game. And what happened on the road chasing Brady, my boy Pat, lead him right on down. So th- that was my thoughts. I knew Pat was going to pull it out, especially when uh, San Fran couldn't get the ball back in the end zone. I knew I knew the outcome was coming. Dude, you get 
First and 10 from the Chiefs 15 in overtime. You got to be thinking touchdowns. Landini, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I was. Um, the first half went about as poorly as it could have possibly gone for the Chiefs' offense, and they were only down seven points. That's uh, that's a disaster <laughs> for San Francisco. Totally. That entire game, they got you know Mahomes throws that interception, and they just went three and out. There was that period of time there where Shanahan was refusing to run the football. They yeah. were just FNJP tweeted. Yeah, they were just giving the ball back to to the Chiefs constantly. Um, at the end of the game, there they couldn't get in the end zone on two occasions. The Chiefs, uh, the 49ers had multiple plays. Um, I think there was uh, one on offense where if they just get a first down, they can they can run the clock down to field goal as time expires. And then they had the uh, stop the Chiefs on fourth down, and they were just totally incapable of doing it. They were. Um, I'm I'm honestly shocked that they only lost by what was it three points? They ended up losing by. They should have lost yeah. by thirty. The Niners' first three possessions of the second half. When they had the lead and then eventually lost it. So, and coming off a pick, Mahomes, yeah. I, I believe that was Mahomes' first ever Super Bowl interception. It was his first interception in, I think, 268 attempts in the playoffs. So you get a Mahomes <laughs> interception, which is straight up man that's, up that's from heaven. That's bad as. Whew. And they did nothing with it. Yo. I know a lot of people are blaming the the 49ers kicker too. I don't think it's re- that was remotely that guy's fault cuz uh, that led the Chiefs to kick a field goal to tie it. If they don't if the the 49ers were up 4, the Chiefs just go for a touchdown and they would 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 100% have got that touchdown. Would have taken the lead. And they would have just won the game in regulation. Right. Which would have been better <laughs> for me. We're going to get to my betting recap. I I had this thing dialed in, like lasered in correctly huh. until overtime. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll yeah, get to bees. Uh, bees. Didn't bees curse me out, Jeff? Because at the end of the game, I started messing with him. Because <laughs> he 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 was, he was all with San Fred, and I was like, "Uh, you're not gonna win this game, dog." Because I be, I went the other way. Um, <laughs> we'll get to all that. I think bees curse me out, dog. Uh, well, I support him. <laughs> um, someone we know that we both care her opinion. Who used to work with Usher says, I love Usher, but he was bad last night. I disagree, but you, you, I totally disagree. Um, dude, he was sweating, he was definitely sweating. He's he been drinking a lot of liquor all week, it was coming out of him. <laughs> What's the song where the sweat drops? Oh, um, yeah, the way. <laughs> To the wall. Yeah. To the wall. He should have performed that with the level of sweat he had going. That's and a little John song. Right it there. reminded me of. He was out there with him. It reminded me of he like that one. Gary Williams coaching against Duke in Cole Fieldhouse and sweat through his jacket. Sweat through his jacket. <laughs> or or uh, my buddy Chuck Hanley texted. It was like when Patrick Ewing was at Georgetown and he'd wear the T-shirt underneath his jersey and that thing was just sopping wet. Usher was sweating, dog. Oh, man. Um, I can see where he was coming from. Niners' first three possessions of the second half. Three three and outs. On three possessions. And half. Mm-hmm. Their net yardage gained. Their first three possessions of the second half. Net yards, minus two. Nine plays, minus two yards. Mm. They had a penalty in there. Um, a number of negative runs, the Jawan Jennings play. It just 
you can't come out like that, and you got to credit. You got to credit adjustments. Spagnuolo and the Chiefs defense, but of those nine plays, who's the Niners' best offensive player? McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Totally. He touched the ball once. He got one carry. But see, that's this is what happens. You get coaches where I understand if the defense takes the guy out of it, take him out of it. But there are coaches who get to a point where they think that they're going to fool the other person. How many yards he had rushing this year? He scored 20-plus touchdowns, did he not? And you all of a sudden, you you take the ball out of his hands? That That shows me lack of intelligence. I thought... You know, I actually thought Romo was really good last night, except for that one part where he was, like, oddly singing going to commercial break. Well, and it kind of made me think about how I oddly Cody sing Shook going to commercial break. He would be, he'd rather be listening to SpongeBob and what's his little, little partner, Stanley, than Romo. I don't know. Como. I, I don't think SpongeBob's partner is Stanley. I think it's well, I Patrick. Think Stan- SpongeBob Patrick. and Patrick. But yeah. I'm just trying to go back. I don't know who the hell is it. I don't watch it. I've never watched SpongeBob. But he said... Patrick is he really said this to Cody. Betts? <laughs> he, put, he tweeted that at the, at the moment when Roman was talking this stuff. Landfill, <laughs> one shocking development from last night's Super Bowl. It appears B Mitch was paying attention to Twitter. He was. He was big no, on the Twitter. Nah, we're paying attention. When it when people that I know that I might follow, it pops up on the top. And then I look and I see it and I keep moving. I'm just saying you've you've made two Twitter references. Well, JP, as soon minutes. as your stuff popped up. It popped up. Ears is uh, tweeting. Christian McCaffrey had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage and 21 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Romo made a point of saying this, and I liked it, that, okay, they know that you might want to run on first down, but then hit him with it again on second. Now, he ended up with a ton of carries, but a lot of those were late. A lot of those were OT. Um, McCaffrey had... Finished with 22 for 80, 3.6 per carry. Had another eight catches. So, I mean, he he touched the ball 30 times. Mm-hmm. You got to credit the Chiefs defense. They were putting that tie out on him, too. Dude, I mean, that whole McKid <laughs> Conley on uh, the Niners cover teams. Woo! <laughs> I mean, that dude, he hit the one guy with, like, a straight-up clothesline. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, Dick yeah. Night Train Lane. Yeah. It I, it was a really well-played, well-fought football game. Yeah. I think it came down to mistakes. I I, I mean, <clears throat> turnovers, they had the same amount. But the Niners came at really critical moments. Um, the McCaffrey drive, say they just get three early on, right? A, a million things could have gone a million ways. I, I do want to talk to you about Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid on the sideline. Let's do that next. Phone lines open at 11. Don't go anywhere. It's P. Mitchell Finley. Brian Mitchell here, and I always demand excellence, whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for you to call my friends over at Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18-seer inverted heat pumps powering my home, and it's a total game changer. So head to Rude.com, that's R-U-U-D.com, and see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude, because if it ain't Rude, it ain't right. B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Landfill's doing his thing on the ones and twos. Jeff, do you play this song in the club? 
No, but you can bring it in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you got to go to a different song. It it's all depends on how you drop it. Sure. Um, it's a song. It's certainly a song that exists. I mean, it's a great song. I, it drives me bananas, but I'm glad. Why? It's just it gets stuck. Brought the boys to the yard. It just gets stuck in your head, and then you can't get it out. Bees milkshake brought all the boys to the yard, though. <laughs> I'm not getting involved. <laughs> um, I'm just not. I'm just gonna try to. I'm gonna try to keep this train on the track. Um, Travis Beavich has a milkshake, is what I'm saying. Travis Kelsey yesterday. Um, early on, cream too. Cameras caught it. What'd you make of Kelsey flipping out on Andy Reid? Uh, I would just normally let it slide with, like, coaches and players get into stuff. And I think when I get a chance to have a conversation with him, I don't know where Andy's mind is. I can't see it. I think it looked like he was going up to try to grab his arm, and he kind of bumped him real hard, and he stumbled. But people going to make what they want of it. But I, I've seen worse than that. Andy tried- with Coach Gibbs. Right. I mean, so that's the one thing that comes to mind for me. I think it's an embarrassing moment for Kelsey. I imagine post-game he kind of owned up to that. But I, I do think that these sorts of things happen when the pressure gets amped up. And I think if you've watched Kelsey and Mahomes kind of throughout, I mean, those guys play at a really high emotion level. And I think, you know, he obviously... He lost his cool, and it was... He lost his cool, was, but if you watch him, he's trying to hold his arm. He's not trying to knock him down. He kind of grabbed his arm. He's aggressive with it. but And I'm not making any excuses for him. But you can see where he, he was upset at something, highly upset. And Andy went right away from it. You know? But I've listened to a lot of people this morning talking about it. And I'm just going to say, I did not know so many people had no emotion in their lives. To be honest with you, I thought it it's was a, a, it, it's a it's a bad situation the way it looks, but I would love to let hear both of those guys have a conversation about it today, instead of listening to all these damn pundits. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they talked. Frankly, um, I, I'm trying to find Reed's comments about it. Basically, what I've heard from you and a lot of people about Andy Reed is that he lets guys be who you are, be who you are and. I think with a guy like Kelsey, who's obviously immensely talented, you got to take the good with the bad. And this is Andy Reid talking about Kelsey after the game. Uh, He caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. It was a cheap shot, but it's all right. He did good. He was really coming over to tell me, put me in. I'll score. I'll score. That's what it was. I love that. I mean, it's not the first time. So, listen, I appreciate it. Like, And, and you know, and I think, you and then you will get people to say, "Well, he wasn't saying what he really feel." I could care less what people think. They just won I think the Super Bowl. This game of football is an emotional game, and the people that want to always police it are those that don't have the same emotion for the most part. I think when I'm looking at it, I'm watching him come over to like. Coach, put me in, grab him a little bit, and Andy was, he did step, and it was off balance. He was pissed. But, hell, that happens in sports. No one plays this game just totally under control. I think and if you do, 
play it totally under control, you're probably not that damn good. I think it looks a lot worse. Than what it is. Well, Reed, I don't know if this was on the post game or whatever, explained that he had just got a hip replaced. So I, I, I legit think the contact kind of screwed him up more than it normally would have. Um, it's an embarrassing look for Kelsey, and then you combine that with everything else with Kelsey and Taylor and whatever else, and it becomes something bigger. But didn't Gary Clark do this to Joe Gibbs? He and, he and Joe would go at it. They would have conversations, and Gary liked to use the four-letter words. <laughs> and Coach would like be sitting there giving it back to him and wouldn't be cursing. Then all of a sudden say, Gary, enough of those damn four-letter words. <laughs> and he'll stop. But the arguments that they would have and the seriousness that Gary came with, I am happy as hell that you didn't have cameras back then. But because, like today, it's not the people inside the game that feel something is bad. It's the people outside the game. It's hard as hell to play this game. So the emotions are going to come out every once in a while. It just happens. Especially when it's that ramped up. And go back to the AFC title game, which was, I mean, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And you saw Pat and Kelsey oddly. Going at each other. And messing with. (laughs) With Justin Tucker throwing yeah. his little kicking device and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, um, you know, there, there's all this stuff that, that starts to happen. And I just think in the moment, it looked terrible. I think he looked like a clown. But zooming out from the moment, I think it's just high pressure of a football game. That's it. Um, And I think this kind of stuff happens. Dude, later in that game, I think it was in the second half, Rasheed Rice was jawing at Mahomes because he was open for a touchdown. <laughs> like, Rasheed Rice looks like he might develop into a good player. There's, yeah. some, there's some reason to be excited there. You shouldn't jaw at Mahomes, dude. But that's where the— If you are a true competitor, Mahomes gets it too. Like, that's where the Chiefs keep it at. Yeah. They keep it at 1,000. Like, Huggy Lowdown always call people the Bama of the Week. He say anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. Emotion hits everybody. I'm, you just better make sure the person that you do it with understands why. And, and the, you know, you get a respect level. I, I'm reading this from, this is how I found it, the Roanoke Times. Mm-hmm. This is January 4th, 1993. So I think the Skins had played, you guys play the Vikings in the playoffs? Uh, the 92 season 92, after the Super Bowl? Yeah, could be, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I could try to pull it Your boy up. was balling in that game. Who, you? Yeah. All right, I'll try to find a box score for you. Um, so, the 92 skins go, yeah, so it must have been the wild card round. You all played the Vikings? Yeah. Okay. Box score. Let's see what old Mr. Mitchell did. His big head. Um a playoff game, right? Damn, you were balling in that game. <laughs> Yo, over under Jeffrey. 75 yards rushing for B-Mitch in the wild card game in the Metro Dome in January of 93. Uh, just because you asked, I'm going to say over. B went 16 carries, 109 yards with a touchdown, and another three catches for 16 yards. Pretty damn good. Balling, dog. Um, EB got hurt. I had to finish up the stuff. There you go. Um, he also had 70 uh, punt return yards. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. 54-yarder. That so, was a good game, B. 
It's a good game, B. You know it. Gary Clark in that game finished with six catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. But I read now from the Roanoke Times. Shout out to Roanoke Times in apparently perhaps the author is Tom Robinson. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Clark, Gary Clark wanted to go deep. He wanted the Washington Redskins to make plays and score points. He wanted them to earn a trip to San Francisco by beating the Minnesota Vikings. And for quarterback, Mark Rippon to shine and to be able to tell everybody who doubted his team to stick it. Clark just wanted to win very badly, he said, which was the root of his animated sideline discussion, in quotes, with Coach Joe Gibbs near the end of the first half of Saturday's 24-7 playoff victory. When the Redskins, up 17-7, conservatively jockeyed for field goal position as the half closed, the former Pulaski County High and James Madison University star boiled about not being thrown to downfield and popped off at Gibbs. ABC television cameras captured the outburst, which by the standards of the politically correct Redskins seemed shocking. There's a whole lot of irony in that sentence. But why am I reading this? Because this stuff happens. Coach Gibbs, after the game, Gary gets upset a lot of times. That's Gary. That's Gary's personality. He's also a heck of a player, and we always get along pretty good. Mm-hmm. As long as you make plays, it's cool. Phone <laughs> lines open next. It's B. Mitchell Finley. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 